What's up, everybody? It's time for another Ghost Cold Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Lindsay Schoolcraft. Lindsay's debut solo album is coming out October 7th, and it is called Martyr. Check it out. So once again, joining Ghost Cult Magazine is the fantastic and amazing Lindsay Schoolcraft. How are you today? They're so kind. I'm really good, thanks, especially after you said that. Well, so. well you, it's true. You really are fantastic and amazing. Um, we, we caught up in the spring in New York City while you were on tour, mm-hmm. and you hinted at the coming storm of this incredible debut solo album that we are so pumped up about. And uh, yeah. let, Martyr, let's, let's talk all about Um, I'm down for that. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Many years in the making. Uh, So I wanted to kind of talk about right off the bat, how how much work is it to make a DIY solo album while recording and touring all over the world with one of the most accomplished and major bands? (laughs) It was honestly like, oh, my gosh. Um, It was definitely it was a project like it was it was taxing, but it also came like super easy like oh where do i that's a huge loaded question i gotta think a little bit about this one um (laughs) well it was a lot of work but at the same time like i had a really good team in place so i had rocky gray and i had my producer tyler and i had an ensemble of really talented musicians there's a lot of different voices on that album people don't know that there's a lot of really cool singers i brought on board and um, you know, it, it was one of those things where I'm one of those people who travels with a lyric book and I make like um, voice demos on my my phone. So, you know, it's kind of like this this discipline to the chaos of my creativity. So there would be hours on tour where I just I'd have nothing to do. So I'd go hide in the back of the tour bus and Rocky would send me a demo and I would just start writing lyrics and singing a melody over top of it and i mean uh, creativity is one of those things like it just shows up when you least expect it and i feel like you should always jump on it the minute you feel it and you got the idea i found that i've actually like hurt myself listening to a demo and then not acting on it and then frustrating myself later trying to get out the idea so it just jumped on the thing which was like also it was like the liberating exhausted, like the frustrated exhausted later. So <laughs> it'll all kick in later on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really impressive. You know, obviously it's you and it's your project and it's your voice and it's your soul all here on these songs. But I, I love how collaborative it is. You did mention there's a lot of collaborators. Obviously, Tyler and, and Rocky were huge, but also Spencer and the I love I love, you know, the the opening track is just so layered and amazing savior. Uh, with Thank incredible you. Incredible vocals and chants and just it's so spooky and, and deep. Um, I love that you allowed other people to come in and kind of take your ideas and flesh them out a little even you know and enhance what you've done which is great that was what i wanted to do because i i admit that i can't do everything myself like i can't play guitar i don't know the i don't know the beginnings of how to compose for drums like you know i'm one of those people who will humbly admit when i am stupid or not stupid just not in the know and um Rocky is kind of like the PB and J to my jam musically because I mean it's weird because it's like okay he's my idol 
he's like my favorite album ever, which was Fallen by Evanescence. He had a huge role in that. And then he became my mentor. And then it's like, dude, all the stuff that I don't know how to do is your jam. So you just do that. And I'm going to sit over here and do like lyrics and, and, you know, melodies and, and rough strings and harp and piano. And he actually said something once. I'm like, I probably should not even say this, but he said like something really sweet one night we were chatting. And he's like, you are literally the love child of Amy Lee and Ben Moody. And he's like, working with you has reminded me of those times working with them. And I'm like, well, I mean, kind of where my big influences along with you. But he just said, he's like, you took all the good things about Amy Lee and Ben Moody and you became the child. He's like, you are like the musical love child of those two people. And I'm like, well, you want to talk about their careers? Because I know all the songs they've been on, you know. (laughs) I was like, that's my mom and dad. So, you know, he, it just worked. It just kept going and going and I I mean I rarely disliked anything that he sent when I said here do your magic and he sent something back there was a lot of crying there was a lot of crying when like a happy cries I'm like I can't believe I get to work with this but it, it was it was awesome I think there's a real lesson here because you know again I I think of you as very accomplished and established and, and you know amazing in your own right and then you get to not Very only sweet. not only just work with a, well just not only work with a mentor but then allow that mentor to sort of you know instead of just kind of drive the process which is what happens sometimes and you know in personally professionally artistically yeah you actually get to be equal partners in a way which is i think unique and and a lesson i think for other emerging artists you know yeah i mean and the thing is it's like i I got very lucky, but I'm one of those people who believes that you work to make your luck. It's better to be prepared for when that luck happens versus the luck happening and you not being prepared. And that's kind of what happened. Like I got to a point where, you know, I, it's a really strange story. Like Rocky was tagged on a photo on Facebook on his personal account. And it was actually him and Ben. And I sent both him and Ben, like Ben Moody and Rocky Gray, I sent them both a friend request for their private personal profiles on Facebook. And I'm like, what do I have to lose? You know, like I was just like, take the risk, Lindsay. The worst thing that could happen is they say no. So Ben Moody said no. To this day, I still have no contact with the man. But Rocky Gray immediately added me and said, holy shit, how did you find me? I love Cradle Filth. And I'm like, bro, you didn't know who you are. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, four days later, he said, do you want to work on music together? I'm like, I need a minute because I actually needed a minute to realize that that text message was real. And I was in the car when it happened. I was at a stoplight, looked down at my phone, saw that pulled over, cried. I was like, you got to be kidding me. But, you know, it's one of those once in a lifetime things. My life is very weird. I have these very weird moments that no one else has. Like, um, for, exa- for example, recently, me and Lacuna Coil have our albums on the same day, coming out the same day. And we had a chat about it over lunch in where the hell were we i want to say we were in spain we were in spain we had lunch together and we laughed because we're like there is no competition there's room for everyone no one should be competing against really safe like who who gets those experiences i do because my life has always been weird so you know me sitting here i am still like Lindsay Skullcraft is my in my station i'm still Lindsay matheson from oshawa who's a super, super huge music fan nerd at the end of the day. But, you know, I was like, oh, let's try this music career thing. And like, you know, 
sitting here being like, I wrote an album with Rocky Gray. I still get goosebumps. I still need to be pinched. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Awesome. Well, weird in a good way. And I think also there's a self-awareness. Yeah. There's a self-awareness there. You're very humble. You you don't, you know, no ego at all. It seems that I can tell, uh, you know, people try to, I have tried to foist compliments on you. You barely take them. So it's cool. I think it's, you know, you take them well, but you don't really, you know, oh yes, of course. You're not one of those people, which I like to. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you know, hooray and yay! That's amazing. And so, the mar- martyr yeah. is the love child of all these experiences, basically, not just you, but all these things. Um, mm-hmm. I-, I have to say, for I don't think I've heard a, uh, any DIY album that's this lush and orchestrated. And you have children's choirs, and obviously, your harp is a big part of that. Also, your harp playing, which I love hearing. Um, and ambitiously, I'm sure you would love to work with an orchestra someday. That's like the grow. The when you level up, game game wise, that's what's going to happen. I think yeah. in a few years probably. I would love that. I that's my my last dream that I have for myself that I've not accomplished in life yet is to play live with an orchestra. But it's just for me, like the orchestra is not necessarily the full damn thing. For me, I just want like a big string section, a small horn section, a small choir. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I can't even go. Like, if you ask anyone who's come to see an orchestra with me, I will sit there weeping from my eyes the entire time the string section is playing because I think it's the most beautiful thing on the face of the planet. So, like, that's going to take some rehearsals before I stop crying to actually step on stage and play my music with a live orchestra so it's like one of those things that i want it but i know emotionally i'm not ready for it yet so you know that would be it and i would love to have live strings on the album and the thing about martyr is you know i'm not like people think i'm like oh you're in cradle filth now you have all this money you've made it and it's like well i've established myself a little bit but like i'll make a ton of money like like you know like there's there are some rock stars like you're talking about like corn and flair and metallica they're all making the money i don't have a ton of money so I often refer to Tyler Williams at Monolithic Productions, who's the producer. I refer to him as like my cheerleader and my my problem solver because if people thought like when when I, I know some people at Nuclear Blast because Cradle signed Nuclear Blast and when they're like, you did this album for how much? I was like, seriously, I just told Tyler this is what I want, and he's like, okay, for this money, this time, and what we have, let's let's fool people and make them think that it's actually this when it's not. So that's the beauty of production today is you can literally take something so tiny and make it sound so big. And people think it's like this big thing when you're like, nah, no, but you know, that's the thing. Now the challenge is bringing that live. Can you do this live? Which is like the next step I have to focus on this winter. Indeed. I will, and I, can, I look forward to uh, catching you on tour. That's going to be awesome. But also I could imagine like oh, you, to put a band together to, to come out on the road is probably also a whole nother level. Yeah, it is. I mean, right now I definitely, I have a guitarist by the name of Cody Johnson and I have a bassist and I have a drummer who is also my roommate and he is the drummer for my old band. His name's Scott. So I have like the, the, bare bones but I mean I would want more members in the future but at the same time I want to focus on these three people and treat them well and pay them well and make sure they're taken care of and having fun because that's what music should be about so you know it's about 
starting small and building your way up because I find if you start too big at first, like you're going to be hurting cats and you're not going to be able to take care of anything properly, you know? Indeed. Indeed. That's yeah. that self-care <laughs> is a thing. I'm glad you preach it because a lot of people are not living it and it's hard. It's hard. No. Yeah. People don't know how to like love themselves and give themselves that extra space and time. And like, it's okay. I don't understand. Don't get me started on psychology. We will be here until two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have other interviews today, on, uh, sadly for me, but some other time we're going to get deep on some, some psychology and stuff. Um, <laughs> I look forward Absolutely. to it. Um, so yeah, <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I love, I love how, uh, again, these songs are, are pretty heavy, uh, emotionally and musically, uh, obviously see the light is the one that people are focusing on. It was a great uh, early choice for a single. Uh, and uh, if you want to talk a little bit about how that track was born and uh, why that track, that track is to me one of the centerpieces of the record for sure. Not just because of Thank the amazing, you. not just because of the amazing guest, but I think it's a great track. Well, thank you. Um, that song actually was uh, a demo that didn't make it to We Are the Fallen. There's actually four songs on this album that were rejected We Are the Fallen demos, which I think is crazy and hilarious at the same time. And Rocky sent that song to me, and the chorus was not what I had in mind. But the verses actually matched something that I was already writing, which was the lyrics for See the Light. And I said, dude... I'm going to cut out the course you have and I'm going to play some piano chords and I'm going to sing my idea over it. And then you just like do your thing, which he was very good at doing his thing. And, uh, it, it was so weird. He showed me the demo. I Frankenstein it. I layered my idea over it. And then he was like, Holy shit. And he's like, okay, yeah, this, I like this. And then I said, you know, we need to get, a guttural vocalist on this because I, I mean, I can do gutturals now, but not that well, and I just don't care for it. I'm not, I'm not that. I'm a sad person. I'm not an angry person. So anyway, <laughs> so you know, when I was writing the lyrics, um, I never thought I'd do like a political anthem, but I was reading the lyrics and I'm like, these are conversations I've had with Ben, and he's one of my best friends. We have, you know, a side project together called Antiqua. We toured together for months. Um, it's crazy to say, like, I have a best friend literally on the opposite side of the world who I keep in touch with all the time, which is just so cool. And, uh, yeah, he came in and worked his magic. And what it, what the song boils down to, and I think it's something that is so crazily relatable in the current political climate of the world, is it just talks about a very cruel person who refuses to do the right thing and instead stays, like, ignorantly blind and hurts other people. And as we know, like the piece of shit president of Brazil burning down the rainforest for cattle production. And literally like, if you like listen to the lyrics, you're like, holy shit, that is what's happening with anything that is just so wrong in the world. So I never thought I would write a political anthem or a politically driven song. Like I, I just kind of unleashed my inner rage against the machine and, and did a thing. And, uh, it, I, I think people really like it. I, I love working with them. Like anything him and I work on together is always just magic. You, you know, I definitely can say I've met my creative soulmate in many ways. And um, like, I, I can't wait for people to. Nice. 
Uh, I have to say, I know you said you were sad, and uh, there's definitely that rock and that goth melancholy throughout the record. But I, I do also feel like there's a lot of uplifting moments and songs on here. So uh, it's not all rain all the time. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, and you, and you're definitely not a a, a sad cat on uh, social media. We get to see all the shades, and a lot of them are happy. Yeah, I try to be positive on social media. I try to just have a conversation. Um, I mean, I'm an artist. I'm I'm human. I've not had the best, the easiest path in life. Worked hard for everything that I gained, and I'm not ashamed to say that. Like nothing has ever come easy to me with learning disabilities, with um, not the best relationships in my life, um, but. You know, I try to be humble. I just, at the end of the day, I just want to tell my story and make sure others don't feel alone, but maybe they can learn from my mistakes. Because I'm one of those people who I'll look at someone's major screw up and I'll be like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Right on. It's important. It's important to have that perspective. I'm glad you do. I'm really thankful that you share it. Uh, You're very open. We talked in the earlier interview about a lot of social media stuff, but I'm just glad in general that you're creating this dialogue. You're an artist that you're not afraid to talk real talk to your fans, to your friends, to everybody. Hey, it's okay to not be okay. Having a good day, having a bad day, you know, be here for each other. It's good. I like that PMA. It's almost like a very punk rock positivity that I like. Oh, well, I, Funny enough, my first band was punk band, and um, I've always kind of—I've—I've taken a lot of good things from punk rock. There's a lot of negative to everything, and there's you know good and bad, and there's a lot of negative to the punk rock thing. But at the same time, there was a lot of positive that I learned from DIY independence. But you know, at the same time, like something that a lot of people don't know is me opening my mouth and speaking my mind has lost me friends. But at the same time, it's like well. It shows your level of maturity and strength. It's like if the friendship meant anything to you, you come and talk to me and we clear it up. But if you're just going to run away and make a passive aggressive post and cancel me, like, you know, that, that was sad on you. I'm always willing to work it out. So that's the thing. Like, yeah, I try to be open, but sometimes it, it, it does get me in a little bit of trouble. But you know what? I'd rather live my life openly and honestly and learn from mistakes and just never say anything. That's, What's the point? <laughs> I love it. Terrific. It's important. It's important. It's important to be true. Follow your uh, your truth and be true. Uh, Lindsay Schoolcraft. Yeah. I'm so pumped for people to hear Martyr. Uh, self-released coming out October 7th. There is not a pre-order because there doesn't need to be one. I love that also. Um, come <laughs> Coming out the same. Go to the official website. Yes, That's it. <laughs> plug that website. We'll yeah. link, we'll link all of this stuff in the uh, podcast and everything. And uh, again, com- coming out the same day as Lacuna Coil. Maybe you will get to open for yeah. Lacuna Coil. That would be nuts. I would love to see. Oh that. Oh my god, that would be the dream come true. You know, those guys are such cool and great people. It would be uh, like the teenager in me. Like I go back and I remember walking through the space and be and picking up trauma lines in high school. Like I always, every time I, I hang out with them or someone mentions them, I go back to that and I think, wow. So who knows? Maybe. Well, fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm crossing mine. Lindsay, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for hanging out once again with Ghost Cult. We really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for having me. Take care.
Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.